This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All right, all right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend that is Manny Navarro. How you feeling, baby? You feeling all right? You feeling good? Feeling great. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Does it look like uh, they got their man, uh, their offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're happy with the choice. You know, Shannon Dawson is a, is a guy who uh, has been around, you know, several decades now in, in terms of coaching college football, been in the air raid system, worked with Hal Mummy, who, of course, devised the, uh, the air raid and, um, you know, worked with Dana Holgerson for many years um, and uh, has done a good job taking quarterbacks and, and making them better. I mean, if you look at what he did last season in Houston, his quarterback threw 40 touchdown passes. I know it was sort of a disappointing season in terms of their expectations. They thought they would be better than eight, than eight and five. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of those issues might have been on defense, not necessarily offense. They averaged 36 points a game. And uh, look, Miami got a guy who's hungry. He's a he's a relatively young coach at age 45. I mean, I'm 44, so I can't say uh, I'm young anymore. Oh, he's a year older than me. Uh, but but for uh, co- you know, but for coaching, he's 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 pretty young actually. Overall, right. he's he's probably right right a good age right right yeah the ripe age the ripe age the, let's just say the ripe age yeah exactly so um, I think they're definitely happy with that and now it's just a matter of uh, scoring away uh, receivers. Uh, coach and uh, running backs coach. So we'll we'll see what Mario gets to that. Uh, but I think as far as their plan and what they want to be next season, using more of an air raid, spread offense type attack. I think you know uh, with Tyler Van Dyke as your best player, your offensive line, your your likely strength. In all honesty, I mean you have questions at receiver and running back at other places, but if if, uh, if Tyler Van Dyke is straight and he's got a good offensive line, then this might be a good system I, I'm for what sur- Miami wants to do. I'm surprised I didn't hear about cops raiding uh, the UM campus uh, over the last week because Tyler Van Dyke was probably having a party after they signed that guy because he's like, yeah, <laughs> there's like spread. Yeah. It's, co- it's coming back. This is this is what I want. This is what I need. And so, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I He's got to be happy. And, and then at the same time, I got to give Mario a little credit here. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but he also understands the transition that his team is in and the quarterback that he has. And he got somebody at least that, that has an offense that has a lot of similarities to what he excelled in, too, at the same time. So, and I think, too... Right. To Mario's credit, too, you're you're not just going to this power running offense, and it, it's it's like watching, you know, the Heat. Hey, why don't we add another two point shooter? That makes a lot of sense. Let's just add another two point shooter and another two point shooter. <laughs> you know, you, you can't right. go with three yards in a cloud of dust offense, Mario Cristobal. You've got to open it up. You got to score points. You got to get chunk plays. So you're getting a guy that is going to assist your current quarterback, but at the same time, evolve your offense to be more of what today's offense is instead of the Miami Heat saying, no, we can still work with 90s offense here. Right, you have to modernize and get with the times. And I think, you know, a lot of it has 
recruiting too, right? I mean, you know, they didn't get uh, the two elite receivers in their backyard last cycle. Uh, there were actually probably more than that. I'd say probably three or four. And they didn't get the, the, the four highest ranked uh, receivers. And so I think if you're going to attract receivers, you need to have an offense that's uh, receiver friendly because uh, that's how you win in college football today. It's not three yards in a cloud of dust. You still got to be able to run the football. I mean, Georgia proved that uh, the last couple of years. They've had some great offensive lines some really good running backs. And when they needed to beat teams, they could run the football. Um, but I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, Miami has so much more to go obviously than Georgia to be Georgia, right? To get to that level. And so you start by uh, bringing in in a friendly uh, receiver, friendly passer, friendly offense, because you got to get some of those guys in the door. I'm with you there. All right. So what's next? Because they did lose, uh, what, four other coaches, assistant coaches. Yeah. Well, they ended up hiring Derek Nicholson to, uh, to be the linebackers coach uh, to replace Charlie strong. He was uh, with, he was at Louisville, and then he followed Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. He was there for all of three weeks uh, before, uh, you know, being hired the same day as Miami's new offensive coordinator to come in and be uh, the linebackers coach. So Derek uh, is a familiar name in the Miami-Florida State series. He played for Florida State, uh, was a really good linebacker for them for, for a few years, and uh, and then obviously got into coaching pretty quickly. And, and you know, he's a pretty good recruiter. He, he ended up convincing a linebacker Miami really wanted in their class, Dan Quan Clark, uh, to, to go to Louisville instead of Miami. And uh, and so he's the kind of guy that I think is, again, another young, hungry coach, right, Who's, who uh, is looking to make a name for himself. And I think it's a difference, right, in hiring. You don't have the Charlie Strongs, the 62-year-old guys who've already done it and proven it. And are used to uh, cooking with, uh, with, with, with you know the best grease available. These other coaches are used to, uh, you know, coaching guys that aren't as talented and coaching them up and making them better. And I think you know that's kind of what Miami needs right now in its rebuild phase. As far as receiver and running backs coach, I mean, there's been a bunch of rumors and names out there that I've heard. Um, you know, a few of them involve former Hurricanes uh, potentially coming to be receivers coach. Um, I don't know where Mario is in that decision-making process, I would assume. And I've been told that the offensive coordinator, uh, Shannon Dawson, will have a say in that hire. Uh, but as far as running backs coach, I think that'll probably be Mario's decision. One interesting name I heard was Tim Harris Jr. Um, you know, he's a guy who his father and him, you know, the whole family, the Harris family, has been very integral to the city of Miami. He's been with UCF the last few years as, as maybe a potential guy who comes in here as, as running backs coach, maybe running, running game coordinator, that, that type of thing. Okay. Um, I know you wrote an article about the 10 most important prospects for 2024 around the state of mm -hmm. Florida. Uh, how many of those prospects are UM involved in? Well, I mean, I would say I would think most of them, you know, Miami has shown interest in, um, you know, the one at the, at the top of the list, uh, Jermaine Smith is obviously the biggest one because he, he is the number two player in the cycle. For 2024, he's uh, 6'3", 185 pounds. Uh, you know, he reminds me a lot of Andre Johnson um, in terms of just his body type, his physicality, his demeanor. Uh, he's Geno Smith's cousin. Um, uh, and that's high you know, praise. That, that, that's high praise, you know, bro. Yeah. that's high praise. That's high praise yeah, comparing well, him to Andre Johnson. That's a freak. He's got. He is. He is of that same athletic potential and ability like he has that 
in him, and he's been very good for very, very long. I'll put it this way. I mean, he, he plays with the South Florida Express 7-on-7 seven seven team. That team had Brandon Innes, uh, Hakeem Williams, guys that went to Ohio State, Florida State, five-star receivers, and I think he's better than all those guys. He, and he showed that last year as a junior. So um, I think he warrants that kind of praise. And, and there's a bunch of other guys on that list. Uh, uh, Josiah Trader, uh, who, who also plays with him at Chaminade, is, is more of a two-way guy. Um, I think personally, I would. I, I've but told, you have you have him uh, committed Joe, already Joe, Joe, to Joe. you. But you have him committed already to Ohio State, the Smith kid. He is committed. He's been committed to Ohio State, but he. There's no question. Miami is. It's going to be a factor. You could be committed, t- 10, 12 months before the decisions are, have to be finalized. I, I think Miami. Oop, you broke up there. Well, you you, you broke up there. It. There we go. Can you hear me all right? Now we can. Go ahead. You got me. I was going to say, JoJo Trader is the other uh, player that I was going to mention, um, and another elite sort of receiver um, and, and two-way player. Uh, he goes to Hollywood Chaminade as well. Those are the top two local kids that Miami absolutely has to get. Uh, JoJo's a guy that I personally think would be better off playing defense because he's such a ball hawk. Um, you know, just such a knack for reading the quarterback and breaking on balls, kind of like Cam Kitchens. Uh, but he wants to play receiver at the next level. We'll see if maybe Mario lets him do both. But uh, both of those kids, those are must-gets for Miami. So when are we getting uh, Brian Hardline? Why not name him the offensive coordinator? What the hell is going on with Mario? Let's go, bro. <laughs> I mean, you want well, a badass listen, recruiter. Uh, Brian, Hardline's- Brian Hardline's a pain in our ass right now. Come on. Well, it's, I, I would venture to say so is Ohio State, right? I mean, Ohio State pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, when, but, when if we get, but if we get rid of Brian year, Hartline from them and Adam here, that weakens Ohio State. Because right. uh, JoJo also is considering Ohio State in your article. So, you know, I'm watching that. And I'm going, damn, yes. dude. You know, come on, Hartline, <laughs> bro. What is wrong with you? This is just this is not good, bro. We got to get – we got to – I don't know. Can we just can Listen, we can he, we kidnap his ass or something? I, I that'd be the uh, ideal trick to end his reign. There's no question. That would be the the way to do it. But look, man, look. If you're a receiver and and Ohio State's putting out all these first rounders every single year, right? Garrett Wilson, we just saw got drafted. Uh, the kid with the Saints uh, also went to Ohio State. I mean, all these all these elite receivers just keep going to the NFL. That's the place to go. That's Brian Hartline's kicking everybody's ass. So. Uh, give him his kudos. Uh, you know, former Dolphin going on to do great things as an assistant coach in college, and I'm sure at some point he'll get his own uh, program to run. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's it's interesting, man, how he has, man, he has made an instant impact uh, as a coach, and he has become a, he's become Mario Cristobal as a recruiter. Did you see him as that when he was with the Dolphins? Did he no. talk about wanting to get into coaching? No, no, I did Well, I mean, you know, you could tell that he he's a foot. You could tell he's a gym rat, right? When he was there. Now, did I know that he was going to become this kind of recruiter? No, not at all. But you could tell that he did have like that quality that like Zach has it too. But he doesn't want to be a coach, so it's different right. with with guys like Zach or even Dan Marino. Like Marino has a love for it, but he ain't going to be no coach. 
There's no way, you know, right. and, and I don't think Zach would ever spend his time coaching either. It would drive him crazy to have to coach people because I think he's one of those kind of athletes. But, Brian, you can tell that he was kind of a gym rat and a guy that wanted to be around the game. So you can see him being a coach, but I didn't get to see him enough here to learn about him, like, to that point, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a coach down the line. But, wow, dude. He has turned yeah. into just an absolute monster at the college football level. He, 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 he won't be there long. Somebody's going to give him that, you know, that, uh, that promotion that he's looking for, and he deserves, by the way. Well, there's a few uh, ACC schools that uh, I'm sure will be making coaching changes here in the years to come. Uh, Boston College had a terrible year. I think he'd be a, a great fit at a place like Boston College. Um, you know, they hired a former Ohio State assistant uh, the last time. And uh, so I think, you know, he'll get his opportunity some, probably some point here around 2024, 2025. I think if you want that opportunity, if you're Brian Hartline, after you've been at Ohio State, you also have to go, okay, I need to go somewhere where they also are going to give me the resources. And I'm not sure mm -hmm. that Boston College would be the place that gives you the resources that you need in order to be successful because that's kind of part of the marriage. Yeah, it's nice to be a great recruiter, but you've also got to have the program that's also going to provide what you need. So when you do recruit the guys, they also they, you have all those elements that you need to kind of seal the deal. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, right. I, don't know, I don't know going to Boston College if that's going to be, you know. Well, I mean, listen, if he's smart, he'd probably stay in the Big Ten. I mean, that's where exactly. all the money is. They're right. in the SEC. That's what I mean. So it just depends, you know, is it a school like Indiana? Would he go to a place like Indiana? You know, they've, they've Colin, kind of fallen off after being a bowl team for a couple of years. They've, they've kind of struggling now. Uh, there might be a coaching change in the future there. So to me, it's it, it'll probably be that kind of a program somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in the Northeast um, that would give him that opportunity to make the jump from, from – I mean, look, he was just promoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah. So uh, – I think uh, he probably needs to put in a year or two at least there before he For makes sure. a jump. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, what are you working on uh, over the weekend at the Athletics so folks can check you out, my friend? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, obviously it's the offseason, a lot of recruiting stuff. Um, I caught up with a quarterback target that Miami is pursuing, Air Noland. Great name, by the way, can you imagine? Uh, my starting quarterback for the Hurricanes, Air Noland. Um, Left-handed quarterback out of uh, Georgia, um, he's going to be a senior this coming season, um, through, I think for 54 touchdowns and like only four interceptions left-handed, uh, where's the number one, just like Tua, um, very accurate. I watched him play, not a, not a super strong arm, but great anticipation skills. And uh, I know he's among a, a list of quarterbacks that Miami's interested in. So there'll be something on him there. Uh, you know, just. The usual, oh, I mean, I'm always working on – I feel like I got my hands on like six different projects all the time, and it's just a matter of which one does the editor want first, you know, which one which one is the most timely. So I think uh, from that perspective – and I'm sure I'll probably do something on Miami's new uh, new coordinator, offensive coordinator. We just wrote a story earlier this week, uh, Bruce Feldman and I, on, on uh, Lance Gidry, the defensive coordinator. That's on the website to read. So uh, I'm sure there will be a, uh, a version of uh, – similar to Shannon Dawson. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he, you know, uh, molds his offense and caters to, I know what Mario's, you know, foundation is, but then at the same time, 
what you also need to do in today's, you know, college football to open things up a little bit more. I'm really intrigued to see how he does it because I was so disappointed with Gaddis and the way he mishandled, uh, uh, you know, the the Canes offense, I thought, uh, this year. All right, follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. More importantly, do what I do, man. Subscribe to The Athletic and support Manny and all the fantastic writers who give us all kinds of great insight every single day. Manny, as always, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, brother. You too. Take care. Thank you. Don't forget, go to caneswear.com. You order over $99 anywhere in the country, free shipping. They got anything and everything with the Canes logo. They've got Dolphin gear, Miami Heat gear, Miami Marlins gear, Inter-Miami gear, Florida Panthers Got all kinds of stuff. I mean, Brett is always working, bringing in stuff, and that's why that's why they're always growing, and that's why they're moving to another location right there in the same mall, uh, but it'll be to a bigger spot. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger, which is just absolutely beautiful and very proud of Brett and what he's been able to build out there. It's just a culture. It's, uh, it's service. They look out for you, the customer. Uh, they just do an awesome, awesome job when you're there at the store or if you're ordering online. Check it out. Over $99. It'll be free shipping. Caneswear.com. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. All right, all right. Appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. No, sorry. I had to close. I wasn't trying to get your attention, uh, but I wanted to ask you a question because yes. I'm sure you probably didn't see this, but maybe you did. Did you see Tiger Woods opening round at the Genesis? Oh no, I did not. Yep. He uh, something he caught. Uh, I guess a cameraman caught. Uh, he outdrove Justin Thomas on one of the holes. Right. And he walks by Justin Thomas and hands him something. Right. And your girl, um, oh, what's your, your golf girl? Uh, oh, Paige Sporanic. Paige Sporanic actually got onto it, and um, he so gave him tampons. He slid, he slid tampons to him after he outdrove him and had a good laugh with Justin Thomas on the thing because the old man outdrove him. I'm not sure what the inside see. I don't know. Nice of there, but... They zoomed in, and you could see it was. And then she she responded on it. Now, she's come out and talked. So about what's it. the what's the what's the gist behind the tampon joke? I don't know. I don't know. You hit like a woman or something? Is that, that, that was kind of my I guess would be the only thing I could think of. Paige didn't expand on it. She just said, "I see what you like." You know, kind of like yeah you know, on there. But it was a good laugh for uh, for Tiger and Justin. So okay, there's definitely some. Uh, and if you want Inside to stuff uh, you can bring Paige on to explain anything. I'll see if I can reach out to her. Let me check yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, she, she's more than welcome to come on the show and, you know, help us out, man, you know? So I'm looking forward to that. If you, you want to bring on, uh, if you want to bring on Paige, I got no problem with that, man. We are in the KSDT CPA offices. And... Here in, in uh, Dadeland, by the way, we got three offices. We got one in Weston, and we got another one in West Palm Beach. 
And we got one coming in North Carolina for you fans out there. So we will tell you when, when uh, we're in North Carolina soon. And, of course, you see uh, we've got a uh, uh, bring up the, uh, the, the logo there. Uh, if you need to do your taxes, folks, it's really simple. All you got to do is now focus in right there, and you can uh, hit it. And you can call today, find out. We're doing our business and our and our personal taxes here with KSDT. You can do it too, man. Dade Broward and Palm Beaches. So reach out. There's the phone number, 305-670-3370. That's 305-670-3370. And uh, is Jeffrey's ready? Is Jeffrey out there? Jeffrey Terabolas, by the way, of course, managing partner of KSDTCPA. And, you know, he's uh, he's a little bit of a racing nut. Just a little bit. You know, he's just a little bit of a fan. And he is there in Daytona right now. How you doing, my man? You doing all right? Good. How you doing? I can't complain, man. Where you Are you at the pits now? Where are you at right now? I am actually in the hauler. We have these big trucks, you know, to haul the, the, the vehicles and stuff and where all the equipment is stored and so I'm in, I'm in the front part of the cabin of the hauler where uh, the drivers kind of hang out before the race and stuff like that so you're in the ac is what you're saying basically yes it's a little loud out there so i figured i'd do the majority of this from in here and then i'll take you guys out for a little tour and show you outside because it's a little loud outside yeah i would imagine probably hot and loud also because i'm sure they've got the uh, the cars and is the testing going on now is there any is there any uh, testing going on right now so right now what we're doing is we're working on the cars and we're going through inspection. All the cars are going through inspection. Okay. Uh, inspection all day. And then later on in the afternoon, they'll, they'll be going, uh, they'll be get on the track for practice. Get a feel for the track. What, is there anything different about, about the track this year from last year? Nope. Daytona is the same old Daytona. You know, okay. it's, it's a drafting style race. You know, all the cars get together really, really close and, and draft from each other. And it's just being in the right place at the right time. You know, um, when you draft like this in these races, you know, there tends to be a lot of accidents. I don't know if anybody saw the duel last night. Last night we had uh, the first and second duel race, which was a qualification for the Cup Series in the Daytona 500. Joey Logano won the first race in the first duel. And uh, Eric Amarola, uh, South Florida guy, you know, uh, won the second race. After a very big wreck in the second race, uh, Kyle Busch was leading the race, being pushed by Daniel Suarez. And Daniel pushed a little too hard, and uh, Kyle hit the wall, and it wrecked a bunch of cars behind him as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw the uh, the highlights of uh, of that as as always. Um, I hung out with Logano in little in little Havana years. Yep. He was making mojitos. I yeah. remember that. Was you remember that? You remember that? Yep. Yeah, he was he was a good sport about all that stuff. So it was uh, right. that was a cool thing that we did. I, I wish we would do more of that actually, because I think that's actually a really cool you know crossover. Uh, yeah. You know, funny because a lot of people don't like the guy on the track, but you, as you know, because you met him, what a nice guy. I mean, the yeah. guy is a class guy, yeah. family man, good person. I mean, he's a really nice person. Yeah, most of the most of the racers are are really cool dudes. I've had, uh, you know, obviously there's always going to be a jerk or two in anything, but in general, actually, race car drivers are pretty good dudes. It's kind of uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, hockey players, that most yeah. of the hockey players are just down to earth people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, you're going to have a jerk or two in every bunch. You know what I'm saying? But uh, auto racing and and hockey. They're, they've got some just real down-to-earth dudes more often it's than not. funny because you, know, you see these guys on TV, 
and you know things they do on the track or, or wherever it gives you this idea that they're like not a good person and then when you meet them in person they just totally to it's, it's funny how it just completely changes your attitude for the tv persona versus the in-person persona yeah no I'm, I'm with you there and by the way walk people through the the hell they got to go through in a race because man they they've got to stay hydrated but at the same time you know you no bathroom breaks, uh, being in that suit the entire time. Just, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. Yeah. Day of a race, you'll see almost every driver with either Gatorade in their hand, power, you know, some kind of drink like that. And a lot of these guys drink Pedialyte, too. They're doing pe- drinking Pedialyte all day long to stay hydrated, you know, so because it's, it's, it's wearing, you know, these big – a race like this, you know, 500 miles, um, a lot of laps, you know, in a hot car, you know, you're lucky sometimes if – if, if, if your air conditioning doesn't break in the car, you know, they get a little air and it comes through, you know, through the car and gets into their helmets and, and stuff like that. But sometimes that stuff doesn't work very well. And, and it's, it's, you know, these guys get out of the car ready to drop sometimes. So uh, what, what's the, what are we looking forward to this weekend for KSDT? What car are we rooting for? So, uh, you know, we sponsor JD Motorsports, mm-hmm. uh, Bailey Curry. So we're looking forward to, you know, Bailey Curry having a good run. We'll be, our first race with a full car wrapped with uh, Bailey will be California. Um, and then from California, we're going to go to Las Vegas. So uh, we have those first two races. Um, uh, obviously, we're going to do Homestead again this year. But uh, the other two races, we're not 100% sure. Probably going to do Charlotte because of the fact that we're going to be opening an office in North Carolina this year. Um, and then the other race, we still haven't chosen which race we're going to do. You know, looking to see if any of my clients want to go to a race, you know, trying to make it, you know, Client friendly, I guess you know, and, and bring bring clients out. And but, by, by the way, your your favorite podcast wants to wants to go. We 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 wouldn't mind being in Vegas or you know covering any of these races. So just so you'll know your your favorite show would like to go on the road too and, and cover these events. Okay. March fourth and fifth, I'll be in Vegas for uh for the Vegas race, and we'll be having a full sponsored car. Your problem, Big O, is you work too much, man. No, we don't work enough, right? As long as- <laughs> I think it's we don't work enough, actually. <laughs> it's funny because it's funny because March fourth is the day I come back from the combine. Yeah, <laughs> from the, the NFL combine. Have a little more time now. Yeah, yeah. Well, although I'm at the combine uh, that yeah. week, so you know, it's like okay, well, I got to cover. You know, the football off season is also another monster too. It's 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 really amazing how how it's turned out that way. So is Bailey ready? Feels good. Bailey- Bailey, you know, he gets his hands dirty, man. He's out there in the garage. He's helping out, doing stuff. You know, he's not like your other type of drivers. And then, you know, Sunday, I'm rooting for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is a good friend of ours in the firm. Um, you know, he's in a new car with a new team with uh, with uh, Richard Childress now instead of being with uh, Joe Gibbs and, you know, in a Chevy now instead of a Toyota. Uh, you know, unfortunately, car looked really good yesterday. He was leading the race, you know. Uh, you know, 35 laps in and before he had an accident. So I have high hopes for Kyle on Sunday to, to do well. Okay. That's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And so you, you just kind of uh, glazed over the news because we've talked about the North Carolina office. So uh, what is, is there a target date or a target area of the, of the year where that might be open? So Typically, Big O, we, we go into new markets with, you know, acquiring or merging with another firm, you know, looking for a sure. older CPA hire and doesn't really have a, a way to kind of pass on his business to his staff. 
Um, so we were in negotiations with two different firms. Nothing has been able, you know, nothing, we haven't been able to close anything yet. We do have one employee there in North Carolina already. So she's working from home for now. So it just doesn't make sense to open up an office for her yet until we get some more people there. So she'll be, we do have someone there. Uh, just going to open that office as soon as I can get some more people in an office. Okay. All right. And by the way, we are hiring here, right? In Dave Broward and Palm Beach counties. KSDT CPA is also uh, looking for uh, for a few more good employees, right? I, I'll be honest. With you, we're hiring anywhere in the country because uh, we'll hire remote employees. We'll take anyone uh, wherever they are to work for us. Uh, we're just looking for qualified people that want to have a really good culture. Uh, I think you see the culture there. Guys, yeah. they're playing yeah. in the kitchen. There in front of you. Hopefully they haven't made been too loud there. Oh, no, no. And, and you know what? I always tell them, because they worry about playing foosball in front of me while I'm on. I'm like, you guys can go play foosball all you want. It won't it won't affect the show whatsoever, so go ahead and all that. That usually happens. So far, they have not crowded around yet to, like, you know, like you can tell when they want to play foosball. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, go ahead and play foosball. It doesn't – I mean, I've done shows in strip clubs. I mean, you know, <laughs> once you have the headphones on and the mic and it's directional – it's not really picking up all the outside sound. It's only really picking up directly what's going on in the voice. The outside stuff is heard in the background, but it's not really, you know, it doesn't really get in the way. So, you know, I told them go because then I can do a little play-by-play -play at the same time and have a little fun there with you. Go. You know what I'm saying? There's competitions in the office. They have teams and stuff, and they, they meet regularly to play these competitions. So, uh, you know, we have a stock kitchen there, beautiful kitchen with full of food. Um, we have a really good atmosphere. You know, it's not all about just working, working, working. Oh, no. You know, it's, you, got, you spend more time at work than you do anything else in your life. So you got to enjoy where you are and enjoy the people you're working with. And that's what we try to preach. I want to move into this kitchen. I mean, that's basically what I want. I could just live in this kitchen right here. I'm be, be nice and comfortable. I got giant TVs. I got a foosball. I got couches. I got all yeah. kinds. I got food. I got, uh, you know, all, multiple uh, microwaves. There's refrigerators. There's all kinds of stuff. See, that's the thing. If you want to apply at KSDT, you know, Jeffrey just told you they can hire you anywhere in the country. But, boy, you are going to be jealous if you're living in Montana working for a KSDT and you don't get to enjoy this kitchen. I'm yeah. telling you, this is this is what it's all. There, look at that. Well, I tell you what, if look we just that, open up the that, book look office. That, look at that. Look, look, look at the presentation, yeah. the things that they do there for you. us here. We I'll tell you. just opened up the new Boca office uh, last week, and you should see how beautiful that is. Uh, that's even nicer than the two offices we have. Oh yeah. By the way, when are we doing a show in the Boca office? Anytime you want. We got plenty of space. We got to fill up that office. We don't have enough people in there right now, so we're looking for a lot of FAU students okay. to join us there at the Boca office. There you go. So if you guys are looking for uh, work, man, KSDT CPAs. And by the way, we've got now uh, our personal and business taxes. We got the dates coming up. What are the important dates that we got to know? So there's actually a date from last year that's still out there uh, for anybody to know. So anyone that hadn't filed their 21 tax return, you can still file your tax return and not get a penalty because of Hurricane uh, Ian and I think it was Nicole. So the IRS extended the deadline to March 15th of this year for someone to get to file their tax return. So we're still working on 21 return for some people that couldn't get their returns in. Um, uh, so we're doing that. And then you have your March 15th tax deadline for S corporations and partnerships. And then your April 15th tax deadline for personal returns and, um, and corporate returns. Now we can extend those things. So the corporate and personal returns would be extended to October 15th and the S corporation returns and the partnership returns would be extended to September 15th. Okay. But I don't think I'll need any extensions. Even though you get That's an extension, it. though, you 
they'll still make payment by April 15th. The IRS wants their money by April 15th, no matter what. Well, they'll, they'll get my money because they always get my money. But <laughs> what else What else are they going to do? Although the good thing is, all I did was buy and huddle all year. So all those service fees, I'm going to be able to write them off because, boy, I got <laughs> nailed with this shit ton of service fees in 2022. But... It was a beautiful year to hodl, man. You see how the crypto market is bouncing back? Strong, yeah, brother. Strong. Yeah, absolutely. Are you believing it? Because I got to tell you, Jeffrey, I thought we were still going to go through some, some hell for the first six months, seven months or something. I thought maybe by July, August, we would really start to take off. I've been surprised by the turnaround in the stock market and also in uh, in the crypto market. Although I, I, I wish these other these other Fed chairs would shut the hell up and, you know, they, they fudded the market yesterday. Well, maybe we need to be even more aggressive and all that and hire more, you know, or more more rate hikes and like the stock market freaked out last yesterday on that. And, yeah. and, and, and even the crypto market went down a little bit. Now, Bitcoin's back up over 24K again, and uh, it'll probably get back to 25 again. But it's it, it's kind of weird right now. Are you believing this run? Or is this uh, what we call a, uh, uh, a what what a fake bull run? Uh, what do you what do you how are you looking at it? We're still going to have some some headwinds in both the stock market and in crypto, and I think more like when these numbers start coming a little bit better that we're tackling inflation. I mean, right now it's just wage inflation is huge, and that's that's affecting everything. So I think once you know once some of that settles down, I think everything will start heading upwards. I mean, now's a good time to buy. You don't just buy everything in one shot, you know? Little by little, you know, buy the dips. DCA. DCA. You'll be, yeah, you'll be you'll be in good shape in the future. I and, and I'm with you because I think the way we're gonna I still think we're gonna get higher highs and higher lows, but I think we're going to go like this. You know, yeah. that where where you're going, like yesterday, you hit 25 and boom, went back right down to 23.7. Now it starts to climb back up again. And so now you you won't get a lower low. You're going to get a higher low, but you're still going to get your ups and downs. I don't think it's going to be all parabolic. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to a lot of money, but I'm buying it every dip I can. Exactly. Exactly. I I mean, I kind of already, like, I, I, I was lucky. Last couple months, I... Man, I, I stacked it up. So I, I did well. I kind of hit the bottom, you know, really yeah. well. And so now, now at least on the crypto side, I'm not buying nearly as much because I got a lot of it low. I'm still buying a little Bitcoin because that, that's never going to hurt. You know, actually, the one that's really a bargain still is Ethereum because yeah. Ethereum has not made its run yet. And to yep. me, that is one like, you know, Polkadot starting to make its run. It's still at a really good bargain. I, I really think, uh, I think Cardano's an absolute steal right now still. It went up to 41 cents, but it went back down to 38, 39 yesterday. And, and to me, I think Cardano is going to be a, a monster down the line. And it still has a lot of room to grow. So there's still like VeChain, I still think, is a really good bargain right now. I don't think Avalanche is over overpriced around $17, $18 right now. I still think it has a, a big run to come. So you're right. There are still some things that you can DCA in and, and really gain a lot of value because a lot of this stuff, is still down 60, 70, 80% from its previous highs. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so... It's very interesting times, very interesting times. Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, did you take advantage of the Tesla dip? 
because that was a sweet dip down to like 105, 106. And whoever took advantage of that, brother, is they already doubled their money. My sad face here, I don't know if it shows you the answer to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a lot, you know, I own a Tesla. I have a model. I know. Yeah. And uh, I had so much money in Tesla stock that I just didn't have the guts to put more in, to be honest with you. And I am totally regretting it now. Yeah. Totally it. Yeah, because it's a, it's a money stock, man. It's an Amazon. It's an Apple. It's just one of those where, you know, uh, I know he has his wacky ways at times, but he's a freaking genius. And, and eventually his company will move forward. I mean, they were the number one. You know, they were the number one car company this past year. Number yeah. one, period. Not number one electric. Just, they were the number the one stuff, car company. Okay. The stuff he do with Twitter scares me that it's going to have some backlash on Tesla. And that, that's one of the reasons I need to put more money in now. Yeah. Um, it comes down a little bit more. I'm definitely a buyer of Tesla. It, it's weird because he says he votes. He's voted pretty much Democrat every time. I think he said he voted Republican once. He says he's a, 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 an independent kind of moderate. But... A lot of the stuff that he was saying was, you know, a lot of hard right stuff. And the problem is that, dude, probably your your uh, your 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 uh, the people that are buying your cars are probably more on the left side. So you were kind of pissing off the people that are buying your cars almost. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying, that it, it, it was kind of weird. The stuff that he was spewing was kind of going against what his customer base probably is. So it was yep. just kind of a weird dynamic, but eventually people will say, you know, I'll use this as an example. Chick-fil-A got into some hot water years ago about their hiring and if they are, you know, LGBTQT friendly and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, people still said, Chick-fil-A sandwich is so damn good. I'm going to get in that line and I'm going to make the line and I'm going to buy my, my sandwich. And I think it's the same thing that, yeah, the guy might say wacky this, that, but Tesla's still a great vehicle. I'm still going to go buy, you know, the vehicle. So I think eventually the product still shines through when it's all said and done, whether it's Chick-fil-A or whether it's Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly what's, what's going to happen with Tesla. I'm waiting for all that noise to die down and people forget and... And hopefully the stock comes 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 back. You know? Yeah, you know. Hey, 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 listen, everybody forgot that Rick Sanchez was hanging out with San Pedro and he went on to have a career <laughs> after that. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 public has a very, very short memory. I don't, but the public has a very short memory, you know, but that's just kind of you know the the, the way it goes. <laughs> anyway, all right, so, so so you're gonna give us a cruise? Uh, you're gonna yeah. show us a little bit of so, the I'll t uh, this is the, the the room in here that I'm in. It's uh, say hi to Cindy there. Hi. Cindy's uh, Bailey Curry's manager. She came in to get his race suit and helmet. Hello, Sydney. We have a photo shoot. So we're gonna go do a photo shoot with a case of the helmet. So nice. This, uh, this is the hauler here. They've seen the helmet. Yeah, they've seen the helmet. Yeah, so the helmet's badass. The All the equipment is. And uh, I don't know if you can see right above me. That's the car. That's the backup car right there. Okay. All right. So, don't know if you can see it here. Yeah, I the see it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Which way, Jeff? <laughs> so right there, you can see the car up there. Uh, that's the backup car up there. Nice. Here's our, here's our hauler driver here, Brian. Howdy, howdy. What's up, so, Brian? Uh, so this is where we're coming out of the hauler here. Got the backup car up there. And all the cars now are headed to inspection. Well, so 
Uh, and th cars. this is where they have the car, and then they stack the tires next to it, and they inspect the tires and everything else, right? They, they're pushing the cars through inspection right now. There's one car here still that hasn't gotten to inspection yet. Don't know if you can see that. Okay. Uh, and this is the garage area. So all, those are all the garages where they work on the cars. And, uh, and uh, I'll take you to the inspection area where some of the cars are going through inspection. They're all lined up here. Um, and one by one going through and trying to pass inspection here. That is inspection. It's very cool. And, and, and you know what, Jeff, uh, tell people, what does a car run for? Like, like how much does a car cost each car? What do they go for? Uh, it, it all depends. Different teams put different amount of money in a car, you know, average. Um, I can tell you what sponsorship, I can tell you what sponsorship goes for. <laughs> um, that is quite expensive. So, uh, uh, so here we are. Um, let me show you here. This is the, where NASCAR does their inspection. The cars are are being weighed here and measured and and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, they're making adjustments to the cars and stuff. And, and uh, this is the inspection process here. I love it. Say hi to Bailey Curry here. There we go. What's up, Bailey? What's up, baby? Win that race, man! Win that race. That's the plan. There you go. Good luck, baby. Kick ass. This is the car this weekend that Bailey will be running in. So they're they're next to go in line here to go to go to inspection and uh, check out all the they, they check out underneath the car. They check out inside the, the hood. They check in the trunk. They check everything out. And uh, do do they sure do they test Bailey for steroids? <laughs> well, there is random drug testing in NASCAR, so. So, so you can't uh, juice. You can't juice. I'll get called in once in a while for a random drug test. So you can't juice. You can't take any steroids. Is that what it is, nope. or what, what are they testing? I, no, seriously, what are they testing for? Ah, uh, for mostly drugs. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I doubt I doubt steroids are going to help you in a race. Um, all of us with with these uh with these hard cards, we're all subject to random drug testing. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that is, that, that's understandable. Like I, I was saying, you got frozen for a second there. Steroids aren't going to help you in a race. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Hey, Jeffrey, man, thank you for, uh, for taking some time and giving us a treat there, man. Uh, checking out the, uh, checking out the, the, uh, the pits there and, uh, and the testing. I appreciate it as always. And remember KSDT CPAs hiring, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, and even in North Carolina. And you don't even have to live in those areas. You can actually work remotely, too. So reach out to the great people here at the KSDT CPA offices if uh, you're looking for work. And, of course, if you want to do your taxes for your business, your home, they can help you in so many ways. They can help your business grow, too. They're helping our business grow. Please call the people here at KSDT CPAs. Jeffrey, thank you, my brother. Enjoy the races this weekend. You be safe out there. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it, baby. Be good. There you go. Jeffrey Terabolis, man. KSDT CPA offices. How about that? That's a cool little thing, huh? To get a, uh, a, a tour of the uh, pits. That is awesome. And those cars probably go for three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000, right? More than that, you think? More than that? I think the engines alone are... Are half a million? Or half a million, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me look that up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's probably big, 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 big money. 
Uh, Knight, thank you, by the way, for a super chat. He said, doesn't matter. Just wondering if you knew about the Emmett stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you. Griffin Gaming, taxation is extortion. Well, you know, that's kind of... Listen, let me tell you something. It, it, the, I can live with the taxes. Okay? We have to pay for things. So I can live with the taxes. What I don't want to live with is the mismanagement of the money. Like that $1.7 trillion mess that the Democrats just passed. Okay? And that the Republicans agreed to because they probably did their own dirty work behind the scenes on it. So, but I know that there's a whole bunch of misspending there. My problem is you're destroying the dollar. You're de that, that's my real problem. I can deal with the taxes. You know, I'll pay my fair share just like you should, like we all should. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with you mismanaging the rest of our economy and misusing our taxes, obviously, too. You know, because you mismanage everything. So to me, that's what I have a real problem with. That's why I'm such a Bitcoin advocate, because I see what's going on with our dollar. I see what's going on, how you buy less and less and less. That's why I told you, if you would have put $1,000 on Bitcoin at 16500 you would have $1,500 right now. Okay? It only goes up. The money only goes up on Bitcoin. It doesn't go down. It went from zero to 67000 which no asset class has ever done that. And yeah, it came back down because it was too much of a parabolic rise. And now it's leveled off. And it's still at $24,000. What the hell increases like that? Nothing. That's why I keep to, that's why I'm such a Bitcoin maxi. You know, it's like, uh, that's, I'm, to me, that is what's going to help all. Do you see what happened in Nigeria? They're, they're burning down a bank because they closed it down. They couldn't get their money. You see what happened in, uh, what was it, Serbia? Same thing. Rioting because they closed down the bank account, they, the banks, because they control it. Do you think they really have your money in the bank? No. They owe so much, they don't have all our money. They can't give you all your money all at once. They'll never be able to do it. And they know it. That's why they ship it out to reserves, and then the reserves are the ones that are controlling everything. It's just, you know, it's brutal, dude. Brutal. Yes, sir. Car prices are actually cheaper than I thought. You're, you're about right. Uh, two hundred to 600000 for a Cup Series car, which is the higher level. Okay. The engines are only 100000 I thought the engines were more than that. Only? And then the uh, yeah, trucks and Xfinity yeah, cars. You, you need one of those? Uh, yeah, I thanks. Them. I appreciate it. Sorry, just whipping your wallet out there. 100000 Um The lot. trucks and the Xfinity cars, which are the cars you were just seeing there, run about a hundred to 200000 before costs. Okay. But that doesn't, that's just to get the car. Yeah, so it's probably in the three to 500 a, range. Then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Probably in the three to 500 range, like what I thought. And then okay. you can soup them up in right. different parts. And I bet the things. Indy cars are the ones that are probably pushing closer to a million. Yeah, those in the F1s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are probably pretty, you know, pretty whack, uh, what they're spending on that stuff there. Because technically these are stock cars, so. Right. You know. Griffin Gaming, thank you, sir, for the love on the super chat. Very strong there. Wow. Obviously, the mismanagement is a major problem, but to me, I just find it incredibly appalling that the government forces you 
to incriminate yourself and hand over a bunch of private documents for the crime of working. If you don't incriminate yourself, you go to prison. I know it's just, it's, you know, it's a screwed up situation. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they do is just. And if you allow certain people to take control, they will even take more control. Uh, Daniel Barrasso, Borrasso, Borrasso. Big old longtime listener. I'm a little behind, but I feel like they should have divided NBA salaries by games and pay them only for the games they play. NBA isn't load managing season ticket prices. <laughs> They'll never do that, my brother. They'll never do that. The players aren't going to commit to that. They want, they, that's like, you know, that's like telling your kid that, you know, uh, you can, um, let me see, let me, let me how, how would I phrase it that this is a way of telling your kid that, God, to easy get away with something. Oh, uh, Oh, well, if, if you sleep in today, I'll let you stay up for the next four nights. Yeah, of course they'll do that. Now, I can't let you sleep in. I mean, I can't let you stay up every day because you haven't done your homework or something like that. You know, then it all gets, you know, kind of crazy because now they've got to pay the price of homework in order to stay up. And that might be something that they may not even be willing to do. You know what I'm saying? So this is like... Yeah, no, we'll pay you, but you don't have to show up for all the games. Oh, I can get away with that? Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alan is watching. He says, you need to visit our new Boca Raton office that we just opened, 9951 Yamato Road. I'm ready, Alan. I hope you feel better, my brother. I know he's a little under the weather. So uh, that's why he's not here today. If not, he would be here with us hanging out. So miss you, Alan. Appreciate you, my brother. And we are ready to do a show in Weston and in, and in West Palm. Whenever you guys want, we will, we will head up there. I'll probably pick Sean up that day, and then we'll head. <laughs> he says, we need to get a hotel. <laughs> Uh, Net Nerdsworth says, we have sent $200 billion to Ukraine. Thank God the money wasn't used to improve the railroad infrastructure. Well, they've had that. They've, that's been there for decades, my brother. That's multiple presidents. That has nothing to do with one president. See, that's the problem, Poindexter. If you're, if you're trying to use this as a weapon to pick on one side, sorry, brother. That, that's going to fall weakly here. I'm not here to defend the Democrats. But I'm not here to defend the Republicans either, okay? So uh, our roads, our bridges, and all that stuff. Apparently, this $1.7 trillion deal, a lot of it, if you haven't noticed, you know, see, Nerdsworth, my problem is, do you follow politics? Because McConnell and Biden were together uh, recently at a a bridge, I think it was. And, you know, they also uh, got the improvements for the Golden Gate and for like, th th this is actually part of it. Okay. So this is actually the big plan that has actually put money into infrastructure. Okay. The last guy talked about it, but never did it. 
just like he talked about a new health plan and he never did it. See, some of you, you don't follow jack shit. You run your mouth and you don't know anything that's going on in the world. Okay, I'm not a Biden guy, but he's actually doing stuff for the infrastructure. Yeah, he's actually doing it, but all that stuff, now it comes, and this happens, these two disasters. Well, the, well, the one in, in Michigan apparently is not near, it, there was no, no spillage of chemicals like there was in Ohio. But these disasters happen, and now you've got to do something about it. But we've known that we needed our bridges, our roads, and railroads, and everything improved. That's been going on for decades. So don't blame one. And by the way, feeding uh, Ukraine, the world feeding Ukraine, is actually smart. The last thing you want is for Russia to take over Ukraine and then also affect Europe. That would be worse. So it's actually a positive to do that. That's actually, I, I'm not a Biden guy, but that's actually an indirect way and a very smart way. The ruble's gone down, they're selling less gas, they're getting weakened. So that's what's happening. Some of you out there, nerds worth, you, you really don't follow. You just run your mouth and you want to blame a side and you really don't know what the hell you're talking about. But hey, thanks for watching and participating. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, badass cars, what was yours and Sean's first ride? Mine was a Fiat Strada. Yikes. Mine, I, dude, I can't complain. My dad, rest in peace. He was, you know, uh, a golden man uh, and deserved to live a lot longer than 51. Um, he got me a Mustang Mach 2 as my first car, um, the, the, the square back. And, and it was painted beautifully red with a black stripe. Uh, had, uh, what, a 302, whatever is uh, what it normally comes with. That's a badass car for your first car, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool car. So I, my dad spoiled me uh, when I was a kid. So uh, I had a really, I, I can't complain, dude. I was spoiled. So I, I had a Chevy Chevette. Okay. <laughs> Which I, we took it to, at the time, Mako, because they did the paint right, jobs. yeah. And they let me pick out the color. And I saw this blue color, and I was like, I want it to be that. And they said, just so you know. It's not going to look just like that when you pick up the car. Does when it hits the the body, it's not going to look. And I was like, that's eh, fine, fine. So I pick it up and I walked by my car because I didn't realize that was the color. I had a Smurf blue, 1984 Chevy Chevette, which we called the Smurf Mobile. Nice. And I put speakers in the back and we rode out down awesome. the strip down to Fort Lauderdale. There you go. I love it. A Chevy Chevette. There you go. That's a classic. Thanks, Dad. That is a classic. So, yeah, I had a good car for my first car. I can't complain. Ray says, so NBC will be out any sports anchors. Refresh my memory. Has that happened? Bro, they don't care about sports on television. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a redheaded stepchild. You know, it's just, it's casted aside. You know? So, yeah, no, not a big deal. Um, let's see. GM 305 is Formula One in Miami this year. Anyone knows? Yeah, they, they will have yeah. it in uh, May 5th through the 7th. I looked it up when I saw the comment. Yeah, at the stadium. Yep. Yeah, it'll be there. May 5th through the 7th. Tickets yep. are on sale. Yep, yep, yep. Awfully quiet in here all of a sudden. 
Why is it? I follow so deeply that I, dig I digress and share nothing. <laughs> uh, let's see. You were only a kid, I guess. Oh, so you were spoiled. Yes, I was. I was spoiled. I was an only child. Um, I had divorced parents. Um, they were constantly fighting over me, uh, which was the worst experience ever of my life. Um, and, um, you know, um, it was just, uh, I, I, I had a, I had a, um, ugly childhood in the sense of my parents, um, constantly fighting and doing all kinds of crazy shit, uh, against each other. And then I was the tool in the middle, but I did, I was spoiled in the process. My dad did get me anything that I needed. So, um, although he always made me work. While I was like, while he give me any, anything, I always had a job. Like he would be pissed at me if I didn't have a job. So I always had a job because he always said, I'll give you whatever you need, but I need you to know the value of money. So you've got to work for yourself to make sure. So that's, it's probably why I am what I am nowadays. Why I am a workaholic because I've always worked. I was, I've been working since I was a kid with a Miami news route. And, you know, that's when I was like 12 and 14 and 13 and all that, that I would have the paper route. And so, yeah, uh, I was spoiled, but I always worked. That's, that's for sure. Because uh, he, would, he would tell me, I'll give you money for what you need, uh, gas or if you need a car, if you need clothes. But if you want to go out and take a girl out, you need your own money. You know, oh, you want to go to a concert? You need your own money. And so then I would have a job so I could pay for concerts or concert shirts or if I wanted to go out with a girl or something like that. So he would give me the necessities and, and top-notch necessities, okay? Like if I needed clothes, I would go get whatever I had to get, top, top of the line, you know, in those days. Whatever it was that kids were wearing, I wore. And if I needed a new pair of Dr. J's, he got them for me. But if I needed to go out and do extra stuff, that's when he would say, where's your money? Uh, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. You got to buy a, a, your girlfriend. A, you got a job? You know, that, that's what he would say. That's how, that's how he separated church and state. You know what I mean? So, yes, I was very, very spoiled, but I was also taught what work was all about. And, and that he never allowed me to feel comfortable in that sense. So it didn't matter if I was working at Playworld or Black Angus or a gas station or, God, what's the name of those, those clothes stores that I worked at in Westline Mall and in Omni? I forgot the name of it now, but, um, you know, I always had a job. Always had a job since I was a, a youngin. It's always been my thing. Oh, what's your first concert and how old were you? Oh, God. So a while ago, uh, we're ready to go, right? Scott Pianowski? Scott Pianowski's ready to go. Let me, let me stop uh, ranting. Uh, let's get hour number three ready. Scott Pianowski with our Sports Grill Miami Dolphins and NFL report.